This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You hit three home runs twice in one week. Yep. Including one time against this team. Acuna squares one up and sends one to deep right center field. Back and well gone. Another leadoff home run for Ronald Acuna Jr. And an explosive Atlanta start here in game one. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the BetQL Audio Network. We know the NBA All-Star break just about here. College basketball, we're uh, doing the countdown to selection Sunday. That's almost here as we go through some of these conference tournaments. The smaller ones now underway. But don't forget, opening day only four days away. And we've been breaking down some of the divisions this week on our segment, uh, touch them all and let's go over the NL East Ross here on BetQL Daily at BetQL Daily on Twitter. Uh, it's a tie here for the division odds over at points bet. They have the Braves and Mets both uh, sitting there at plus 135. Then the Nationals come in at plus 600. Your Phillies at plus 850 and the Marlins plus 2,500. Now, the Marlins are the long shot, but don't forget when half the league made the playoffs in that 60-game season, Miami ended up making the postseason and they took out the Cubs in the first round. Yeah, so this kind of pisses me off, Joe, and I want to get your <laughs> thoughts on it. No, yeah. because like I think the Phillies are a decent baseball team. They are. They are in by far the hardest division. And so it's hard to like look at them and feel great about them really doing a lot this year when you've got the Braves and the Mets and the Nationals and to your point, even the Marlins. I, I will say this. The Phillies bullpen last year was the worst I've ever, ever seen. Joe, every Phillies game was the same. They would, like, have a lead. They'd bring these guys in. They'd blow the game. I mean, it was absolutely uncanny. Uncanny. And so, I don't know. It's weird because, like, we've got Bryce Harper. We got uh, JT at catcher. Like, we got Three some good players. Yeah. We got some good pitchers. And yet, it still just doesn't feel like the Phillies have a great chance to really do anything. Which, which, by the way, is my least favorite thing about baseball is that it's like – so I'll give an example. We might have talked about this last week when we had the baseball guest on, but I went skiing out in central PA, um, out near Pittsburgh last weekend, Joe. I went to Seven Springs. It's in like Somerset. It's like less than an hour from Pittsburgh, okay? You see a lot of Steelers clothes. A lot of penguin stickers. A lot. You know what you never see? <laughs> Ever. 
ever Buccos. <laughs> anything with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Anything. And even talk to people about it. And they despise the owner. They know he's not really trying to win. And that that I don't feel like there are teams that operate that way in the NFL. Uh, I don't think there are teams that really operate that way in the NBA. I don't know enough about the NHL, but baseball is the one sport where how many teams can we name right now that they're not really trying to win? I mean, they're really trying to make money. Is Colorado yeah. Rockies like there's teams where it just winning is not the primary objective? Well, yeah, as we've been going over these divisions this week, usually it's been about okay, you can look at your top two, they have a decent chance. And if you look at the offseason transactions by the rest of these teams, because it's the haves versus the have-nots. You're right, Ross. There's no doubt about that right now. And uh, the other teams, they're not really trying. Because let's say in the NL West, they know they can't compete with the Dodgers and the Padres. Not right now. Maybe they can just work towards the future, try to have one of the top five farm systems in baseball, and then their guys come up. And then maybe they can use some of those prospects for some uh, some of the top players in the game in trades. But time is not now. It's, yeah, half the league you can say, okay, you have a chance of winning the division, chance at the playoffs. But as far as title, even in baseball, when we say anything can happen, it is a much, much shorter list, especially in the National League. You know so, what, uh, Joe? It's like, yeah. it's like I would say, you know who like the Rockies and the Pirates are? They're quadruple A baseball. They're yeah. quadruple A. They're they're just above triple A, but they're not the majors. They're they're not really the majors. They they are playing quadruple A baseball. By the way, I, even though I'm a Phillies guy, I think the Nationals are a little bit underrated. I think look, they had some issues, some health issues last year. They were coming off winning it. It was a weird year. I think people forgot that the Nationals are pretty darn good. I don't disappointed, but they worked themselves into a lather. They thought they were getting Trevor Bauer. They made these big additions, of course, uh, with Lindor and Carrasco coming over from Cleveland. They had James McCann, uh, White Sox catcher last year. He had a great year, and they thought they were getting Bauer. So I wonder if they're a little bit disappointed. But as far as the win total, it's it's a one. There's a gap of one between the Mets and the Braves. Braves is at 91 and a half. Mets is at 90 and a half. And the Braves didn't do much. They bring in Ozuna. They add, you know, was it Morton? And they let their old guys leave. They know they have so much talent in their system. They can rake with anybody in baseball. But it's interesting. The Pakota projection system doesn't think they're that good. They put them at 82 wins, and they put the Mets at 95, 96 in that range. Uh, if I were to pick a team to win the division, I would probably go with the Braves because the lineup is just ridiculous top to bottom. But, it, but it's tight in this division. Is there really that big of a gap between – the Braves and the Phillies, I, I don't think it's huge. Braves, obviously, the better team, but it isn't massive between first and fourth. No, like it wouldn't shock me if any of those first four teams win the division. I don't think it'll be the Phillies, but it wouldn't shock. Like they have enough talent. Let's put it this way, Joe. They have a really high payroll to be the fourth out of five teams in the division in Major League Baseball. Yeah. 
I mean, what is the Phillies' payroll? It's got to be top five in Major League Baseball. Just Bryce Harper and Real Muto um, are both making a ton of money. They've got to have a top five payroll, I would imagine. Definitely top ten, and yet they're fourth in the division. And a lot of people felt that they overpaid for Real Muto just to keep Bryce Harper happy. They are fourth, fourth in Major League Baseball, second in the division behind the Mets. Yeah. There's, you guys can take Jake Arrieta back, though, if you really want him. Like, we can do that for you. <laughs> he came back to the Cubs. I'm like, okay, what 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 is the point of this? Uh, yeah, it's the, – the big thing that jumps out to me when you look at the NL East as a whole, you see strength with every team, really the top four teams, when you look at starter one and starter two. With the Mets, you've got DeGrom and now Carrasco. With the Nationals, as long as they're healthy, you got Scherzer and Strasburg. With your Phillies, you've got Nola and Weaver. And the bullpen is an issue for a lot of teams. And, yeah, it was really bad for the Phillies last season. Most GMs would tell you that that is the toughest part about projecting a season. It's so difficult to figure out if your bullpen's going to work. They are very fickle from season to season. Why is but, that, by the way? I don't know. Usually they're failed starters, so they're not as good as those five that are in the rotation to start the season. But, yeah, sometimes you'll see guys that, that have great years, ERA of two and a half, and then the next year they'll have an ERA of four and a half or five. It, it's really tough to say. It is a smaller sample size, so maybe that's part of it because even if you pitch a lot out of the pen, you're not going to rack up a ton of innings. But uh, it, it feels like to me, Ross, that the division is going to be decided by what happens after the second starting pitcher for all of these teams because you're always going to have the drop-off. But uh, starters three through five, once you look at all these teams, it's pretty much the same. Can you stay healthy? Can you stay healthy? But, you know, if, if the Nationals were to, were to win the division and beat out the Mets or the Braves, it would be a surprise, but I wouldn't be completely shocked. I mean, negative regression came their way uh, last year in the 60-game season. So, I mean, they still they added Lester and Schwarber from the Cubs. Uh, they traded for Josh Bell. That was their, their big move to the lineup. So, I mean, we saw what they did a few years ago. They're good enough to compete in this division. I, I know we're talking NL East, Joe, yeah. but is it weird for the Cubs, your Cubs, to be in the position they're in now? Um, hmm. yes, because it feels like they don't have a plan. So now Theo Epstein's gone. Jed Hoyer's taking over all by himself. And I feel like I don't know what they want to do. They traded you Darvish. They're letting some of the veterans go like Lester. And now they made their decision on Schwarber. They let him go, but they have Bryant and Baez for one more year. And they they want to trade one of them, probably Bryant, but it doesn't seem like there are any takers right now because there isn't a market. Teams aren't desperate, uh, but it feels like they don't know what they want to do. They're they're kind of stuck in the middle. Should we go for it? Well, we're not going for it when you trade you Darvish, but they're not tanking either. They're good enough to win the division because it's a soft division because they can rake. They just don't have the starting pitching. Right, which means when you get to the postseason, it's kind of yeah. pointless. Yeah, they're they're not going anywhere. I don't think they're going to win the division, but they might fool some people and might compete here. By the way, can I just say something? Yeah. Dylan Burns, one of our producers, he's going absolutely crazy 
on our like live chat function. I, I I didn't think I didn't realize there was something he liked more than the Knicks. I didn't and even know he was into baseball. I didn't even know. Oh, are you kidding? He loves the Dolphins, the Knicks, the Mets. <laughs> you know, it's funny. He is still of the age where it's like all about his teams, you know? Yeah. Yep. Like, and I think that's a beautiful thing that people that are still in their early 20s, like, can still be in. But, like, the longer he's in this business and the older he gets and, like, gets married and has kids, it just it's just not the same. I don't know how else to describe it. When, when did you start to not be as much of a fan, Joe? A uh, decade ago, I'd say. See, no, but, but see, what's happening, though, with you, you might say that, but then when your team does well, like you're going nuts for the Sixers right now. That kind of happened to me in 2016 with the Cubs as I was drifting away, but then they had a bunch of likable guys and just everything was working. And my son was starting to get into baseball at that age. And uh, so then you were kind of, you brought back into it. You know, what's kind of coming back from like with every year I get removed from it. My Penn state and Eagles fandom comes back a little bit more. Yeah. I think it's a lot of it because where I live. Like, everybody's an Eagles fan. Everybody's a Penn State fan. So it's kind of hard not to be like – and for a while, it's like, I didn't play for the Eagles. I didn't play for Penn State. I don't care. Um, neither one of them wanted me. Whatever. I hate them. I didn't hate them, but I was just like, whatever. But it's kind of hard It's kind of hard not to get kind of caught up in it, especially when, they, you know, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and when Penn yes. State's been good. Well, and then what, it, what are all your friends – talk about in the area they know you're into sports you work in the industry they don't want to talk probably as much about deshaun watson or some of the that matthew stafford trade they want to talk about the eagles what are the eagles going to do it's what, unbelievable yeah they, they they like they don't care at all for the most part right other than like what's going on in the eagles or penn state it's it's very much like that yeah well you turn on wip that's what they're talking about you turn on the score in chicago that's that's what we're talking about here it's uh okay the bulls they're, they're turning things around but anyways the bears quarterback it's it's every single day about the bears quarterback i'm just like can we get this over with can you just pick your guy can can we get there can, can they make some sort of a trade some sort of a move but yeah there, a lot of the major sports cities very provincial I, I don't think that that's a bad thing a lot of passion uh comes from that so I, I I do think that the Braves are going to win the division. I would disagree with this Pakota projection system a little bit, but the Mets were so close to going over the top, so close. If they land Bauer, it's really about which team is going to be in second place. But uh, it didn't work well, out let me right. ask you this, Joe: Is there like, how did the Dodgers not win it all again? I know, it's tough. I know. They have Although, all... doesn't it feel like when we when we say that, that that team never wins it that year then? How, how many years have we been saying that in a row about the Yankees, right? Evil right. Empire. Every single year we're, we're saying that about the Yankees, you have a crazy injury. Is there one or two injuries that could happen that would uh, derail that? Uh, you know, Bauer, okay. He got paid because of what he did in 60 games. But is he going to do that for an entire season next year? Probably not. Um Bucker Bueller, you have an injury go down there. Something, it, one of the top two starters, they go down. That that could derail it. But the problem is with teams like the Dodgers. Uh, same thing for the Braves too, really, because they have such a strong farm system. 
you have issues at the trade deadline. All right, let's make a deal. Let's trade one of our top prospects and go replace our second starting spot in the rotation. So that's that's the other part of it. But yeah, the Dodgers, they're probably going to win the division. But could be a crapshoot once we get to the postseason. It will be fun to figure things out. But yeah, they, they have all the money, they have all the assets, and then they add the best pitcher in the free agent market. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker with you on BetQL Daily. Coming up next, let's talk some NBA and uh, Ricky Sanders. <laughs> Made a lot of money the other day on Top Shot. He'll give us the details.